Hello, friends, and welcome to Tell Us More, a podcast from Lake Forest Church Westlake, all about the messages we hear each and every week. I am your host, Nathan Story, and joining me this week are Aaron Gibson and Cesar Guerrero. Hey, guys. Hey, Nathan. Welcome Hi. back. Good to see you. We're here again. We so are. We're back. Podcast, podcast time. Yes. I wonder if people listening are, are like, oh, these guys again. <laughs> oh. Well, next Very week tip. we might have a, a guest. Y'all are getting excited. The, y'all are getting brought into the principal's office next week. Yeah. The leakers <laughs> will be cut. I can't do that anymore. It's, it's like, like he's gone. Yeah. Office, so the oppression gets worse. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it never was good. So. <laughs> it was. Oh, it was serviceable. Yes. It got the job done. Yes. Well, now that we've gone that direction, yeah. I think we could uh, we get the business at hand. Uh, we are in a, a series at our church called The Whole Story, and we're diving uh, into this in, entire uh, beautiful and mysterious book called the Bible, and we're still in Genesis, and uh, Aaron preached this past week about the Tower of Babel. And uh, um, an interesting, fascinating uh, story, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that that sermon today are we game are we ready ready to do it yes absolutely I, th- I was trying to think of lyrics to sing do a little silly um intro and i was thinking of there's an audio drilling song called never going to be as big as jesus huh. and i think he ref- i'm trying to remember the lyric but he references the tower babel said i could build a tower to heaven get on top and touch the sky i could write a million songs all the songs glorify i could be about as good good as any human could but that won't get me by I'm never going to be as big as Jesus. Wow, <laughs> wow man. Cool. Yeah. Well, there so we go. That's, uh, file it up to the things you did not need to hear. Cue that up on, on Spotify this after this, <laughs> this podcast. Go. Yeah, go. yeah. never going to be as big as Jesus. Yeah, that's the, uh, you know, in terms of songs, talking about the Tower of Babel, this Bible story doesn't get a lot of, of uh, songs, kids' songs or otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting story. Well, Aaron, I wanted to ask you as we get started, though, if we could... Um, before we dive right into the story of the week, could, could we talk a little bit about how we get from uh, Noah and the ark, right? God has provided for Noah and his family. Um, they've survived this catastrophic event, moved from the ark, and, and then we, we, we move on. This week we talk about you know, Babylon and we're building a tower to heaven. Our languages are getting scrambled and stuff like that. How do we get from repopulating the earth to now there are major civilizations again. Yeah. And, and well, apparently only, it only took one generation. Cause when you look <laughs> wow. at, you, when you look at Noah's descendants, we're already, everybody's building cities again. So yeah, this is just one of those things where we have to not import our expectations okay. <laughs> into Genesis mm. and, and, and try to make it do stuff. It's just not wanting to do right. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's trying to do something different. And, um, I think, you know, I don't, I don't know. We're not used to reading things in this way. We're used to reading, I don't know, I guess, Ikea manuals for how to put together a bunk bed or something, you know. Of course, those don't have any words. They don't they have any words, pictures. yeah. They're yeah. universal. That's a failed, me- failed metaphor right there. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah, I think Genesis is doing something really intentional and representative and, and big designy kind of stuff. And we see that after Noah. So, of course, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Noah, the story of Noah, is like a replay of the Garden of Eden. Mm. And we, uh, we don't need to rehash all that. Go listen to the podcast from last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, here he is in a garden. And then, you know, his sons are in conflict again. And there's nakedness again. There's shame again. We talked about all that. Mm-hmm. So it's just a rehash of the problem. 
And then in the same way that right after Cain is sent out, we see all these different people groups represented. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about some of the crazy ages of those people and how maybe those numbers mean something more than right. just what's right. first apparent to the eye. Mm. In the same way, in chapter 10 of Genesis, which is what bridges Noah's story to this one, yeah. the Tower of Babel or Tower of Babylon, um, we have that same kind of thing. Uh, and in chapter 10, you see all these nations represented, and it's not every nation that exists. There's actually, even chapter 10 acknowledges there are some other nations that don't get, make it on the list. But the ones that do make it on the list are all of the major players that we're going to have in the rest of the Bible story. Oh, interesting. And so it's it's almost like you're you're it's introducing introducing the cast of characters. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I won't get into that because we didn't preach on that too much, you know. But but there's it's almost just like we're not trying to get in this nice linear way mm. of how did the family develop from Noah to where we're at in in, in the tower and then the coming of Abraham. But it's really saying, all right, here was Noah's story. Now, here's this, everybody who's going to show up on the scene in the next 2,000 years. And, uh, and here's how they all are related in, in, to one another. And um, basically, we're all a part of God's pe- big creation. Mm-hmm. God, God was the one behind all this. He made all these people. And now we're going to then drill down into just one family yeah. with Abraham. Yeah, it's fascinating to me. Those uh, genealogy chapters in Genesis kind of remind me of like a montage in a film, yeah. or like a, a or a, what do they call that? Um, like a time lapse. Time lapse or not epilogue? What's the opposite of epilogue? Prologue. Prologue. There we go. There we go. Like a prologue. Like uh, yeah. It, so it's kind of like it's not that those and it's not those parts aren't important because if you think about a movie without its montage or without its prologue without its setting up a story. Um, mm-hmm. You would you would miss kind of important pieces. You'd yeah, right. some you'd miss some motivation. You'd miss some well, just history, really. That's yeah. right. And all yeah. of that kind of informs yeah. the longer vignettes of the mm-hmm. film of the Bible, if you will. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think my favorite parallel, and I warned you about this last week, but my favorite parallel is um, the uh, is Tolkien, right? Because he, uh, you, you know, you pick up any of those old books. I think even The Hobbit has this in the front. There's a map. Yeah. And yeah. just having that map there helps me because I'm not a real I'm not really good at remembering all the details in fantasy literature like that about who people groups and right, right, right. But I can always reference back to the map and it helps me locate everybody somewhere. Yeah. And that's kind of what Genesis ten is doing. It's helping locate everybody yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then interestingly enough, this and again the Bible's doing some really cool stuff here. In Genesis ten, everybody already speaks a different language. Mm. And they already have different cultures. And then we get this strange story of 11 where it's almost like it's flashing back to almost uh, in, kind of imagine how did that come to be. Yeah. So, so mm. if, you, if you read chapter 11 and think that we're dealing with chronological time and that it comes after chapter 10, it, I don't think it's, it's like that. It's more like Genesis 1 and 2 where we have two creation accounts that each highlight something different. Oh, yeah. Genesis yeah. 10 and 11... Are giving us a a, a, a a globe a global creation account, and they're highlighting some different things. So, mm. so then why you know you talked about the prologue and setting the scene, setting the cast of characters. 
you, you, you used Babel and Babylon interchangeably when you talk about this tower. Mm -hmm. Why did you do that? It's because when I read it, it says Babel. Yep. You know, but yep. why, why did you, why did you uh, mention Babylon if we don't hear them <laughs> for you know, yep. a, a few, I guess, thousand years or hundred years right. in, in the right. history? That's right. Well, you know, because the readers would have known this, they would have known Babylon this way, and, and you know, thinking about um, Moses and, and the community that would have been really the first to capture these uh, accounts and stories mm -hmm. in a written form. And, uh, and so they, that was the, I mean, they knew all these places. So hmm. the, the short technical answer, Caesar, is that the entire story is a story that's kind of making fun of Babylon in a little bit, not, mm. not making, uh, it's taking some jabs at them. Okay. Huh. And so actually this is super, super nerdy. I just started researching. Don't say it. Don't say okay, it. We're not started, allowed to talk nerdy things right. on yeah. this podcast. I started researching this and there's a scholar, I wish I could remember his name. This has only been done in the last, I can't remember, 100 years or so, but there's a famous scholar who did a, uh, a deep dive paper on this passage and he shows how in Hebrew, the letters B and L are, are used hordes of times and repeated over and over. It's this beautifully designed, intricate poems, poem story. And if you think about this, you have all this bubble, 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 repeated sonically throughout this story. Huh. And of course, mm -hmm. that's Babylon, Babel. It's, it's kind of, mm. and, and it's what a lot of cultures understand babies to do when they learn how to talk is they babble they yeah. and mm -hmm. so the joke around the Gibson house this week when I was talking with my kids about this was that the Babylonians are a bunch of babies get the babble right. oh goodness Nathan please cut that from the podcast yes. that was terrible can't do it I don't know how to do that yeah <laughs> I've only done this for a year I don't know how to edit things yeah that's right <laughs> so anyway point is uh there's their babble and Babylon are almost mm. interchangeable in this and we know that Shinar and the Shinar Valley that that's Babylon that okay. will become Babylon okay. mm. the only other time that the Valley of Shinar appears is when Neb in the Bible story is Nebuchadnezzar so wow interesting okay that was super nerd that was I mean that was a deep dive that's great that's cool. yeah I wish I could remember the scholar's name I, I yeah but it's you can google it it's fascinating mm. for for the language nerds out there yeah well I wonder then you know thinking about uh, the, the, if this is the second account, thinking about what you said, this possibly could be just kind of a, a, a microscopic look at that chapter ten, right? Yeah. Uh, how this, how it could have. If I, if I could tell you how it happened, I maybe would have said this. Like that, maybe the author is saying that, right? Um, so why, why do we need to know that story then? Why, why did this make the cut in the whole story? Why is this a part of the story that? is integral to our faith and our belief. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what, is it, what does that mean? Yeah, to put it another way, why why go through chapter 10 and explain how we got all the nations, but then feel like, oh, we, we gotta tell you the we story. Missed hey, we, we missed something. We missed something, and yeah, it's yeah. this tower, yeah. and then, yeah. then chapter 11. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd be curious what you guys think about it, but it, it's almost instructive to think about Genesis 1 and 2, right? Because Genesis 1, you know, the the listeners will notice it. It's the big cosmic thing. So God separated the light from the darkness. He separated the sky from the water. He separated the earth. He separated the land animals from the sea. You know, he separated them male and female. And you're like, oh, that's cool and cosmic. And they're like, all right, but I got a lot of other questions, right? And then all of a sudden, it, it zeroes in on yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam and Eve, and we get a much more personalized account. 
Mm-hmm. And so I think that maybe it's a little bit, and I'm, it, you know, Genesis 11 is true. I mean, I've never built, I've built a couple tree forts and they, they probably stood for like, I don't know, a couple <laughs> weeks before they collapsed. Did you see you know? God up there when you were up no, there? No, no, oh. I did not. I did not. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think we all know what it is, that, that tower image and metaphor. Mm. Every one of us has experienced that in some way. Yeah. And so it becomes this, this icon or this symbol for what every human being and I think probably every human culture mm-hmm. has to wrestle with. Right. Well, it's so fascinating as you're saying that I'm, I'm in picturing this as as an intent of, of the author of the, the two stories to do, and, and which is funny to think because the Bible is such an ancient text and our learning uh, or our gathering information about learning in different personality types and being a different type of learner is, is fairly new practice. But it seems to me that if you were you were trying to create a whole story and you realize that people learn and process things in different ways, then you would, as a, the person compiling the Bible, might think, well, some people just need to know the details. Some people just need to know the generational gaps and that kind of thing some people are okay with the list other people need the flowery if i could say that story that people need the meat on the bones interesting so it's interesting that it's almost a different chapter for a different person right if you are if it's enough for you to know if you're maybe a math mathematical person or like a, a statistics person or just a details person you need this which one's right brain which one's left brain oh i always get those messed up me too because they crisscross like it goes like the left side of your brain controls the right side of your body or something yes i'm already confused enough i don't (laughs) need to crisscross so maybe chapter 10 i mean and again crazy to think this way yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. if maybe it's just a part of god's design and to for that truth to be evident even back then but there are left brain people and right brain people and and one of us is okay with the list and one of us is needs the the caricature, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah, the myth, or even the tall tale right. of this tower. But what well, do you? I mean, what what do you think though about? Because I, I think what's so interesting to imagine, and we'll get to this because I actually I really do believe this story says something to us right here in North Carolina. Or sorry, if you're listening, you happen. I don't think we have any listeners. Maybe we have a listener outside of North Carolina. But anyway, you're all you're, about us. To, uh, all about yeah, <laughs> but. I do think there's something for us here, but what do you guys think? Can you, you know, because I, I was trying to imagine, okay, I'm a part of this group of people fleeing, or just imagine for a minute, I'm part of that group of people fleeing Egypt, following yeah. Moses. Because again, the Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, the, historically we call these the books of Moses, right? This is, yeah. And so imagine you're part of that community and you're, these are the stories that you know that have been preserved and honored and held. This is your origin story. We talked yeah. about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's telling about all these nations and you're, you're like the little kid, you, right? You're on the block. You're not the mm. big guy and you're leaving Egypt and then you're going through this land and there are all these other people, Canaanites and, and the, they're mentioned here, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Where am I trying to go with this? I guess what I'm saying is, can you imagine you would have thought that those nations were the most powerful things that ever existed in the world. Mm. And then all of a sudden, here's a story that makes those big, big, big nations look really, really small. Yeah. And God's way bigger than that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I've always interpreted this particular story of the Tower of Babel as, as a kind of almost a, um, a cautionary tale about pride. Yeah. Right? A caution. And I think that's probably been the intent, right? That look at us. 
we're, we're, we've come so far, and we're going we're gonna to actually be able to go and touch God. And I wonder, too, if you think about it from a, a whole story perspective again, like, hey, you remember, remember when we were walking around in the garden and God was in our midst? Yeah. What if we could do that? Let's try to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah, right? yeah. I bet we could do that. He used to walk in our midst and, and you know, why should they have it so good? That's right. <laughs> yes, that's right. But again, it's like, it, it, you know, the people who build the tower, like, get kind of cut down to size, right? It's a, mm-hmm. it's so, I think it's kind of a cautionary tale about pride. So there's that obvious layer to it. But one, one question I have that's so interesting is, like, why, apart from it being kind of a prideful um, notion, you know, it, were there any good intentions to building that tower, you know, to finding God or getting closer to him? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. is it is it just good intentions gone wrong or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I always wrestled with a little bit in the story. Yeah. Who is it? Is it Tim Keller that has that famous definition that a, that an idol is anything, any good thing that we try to make into the ultimate thing or something? I think so. Yeah, that sounds like right. That, yeah. we did our, I feel like I've heard that before. Our counterfeit God series. I That's think right. That's right. We did a series that on that. Yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just go find that on the Lake Forest. There we, go. Yeah. there we go. It's a great series. We've got a lot of self, self-referential Reference. plugs today yeah. for, a, for a podcast that's fundamentally about pride. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and a podcast is fundamentally, fundamentally about the Bible self-referencing itself. That's right. Well, that's right. Linking to its own We're going to need that, its own, one of those conspiracy theory meme boards where it's like all yeah. the yarn is... That's right. The red, we're going to have to get out things. the red yarn for this series. <laughs> yeah. Throughout the whole year, we're going to have a huge map on the wall just tying everything together. It's like... <laughs> Where is this leading to? Well, in episode 38 of Tell Us More, Aaron yeah. said That's that. right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I do think, you know, it's interesting um, to, to think about the referential thing because, you know, there really are a ton of hyperlinks elsewhere in the scriptures that link back to this story. Mm. And so part of, uh, I see, you know, I think you framed it this way. Why is this story here? You know, mm-hmm. why, why did we choose it in this? Well, because it, it gets chosen by a lot of other scripture authors mm-hmm. right um not the least of which is luke okay so this is really interesting we mentioned chapter 10 and all those nations and it kind of being like the tolkien map yeah mm-hmm. you go read acts chapter 2 when pentecost happens all of those nations get mentioned oh no way in the list of the peoples who are in jerusalem hearing the gospel through mm-hmm. i mean it's it's straight luke is like do not miss this yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. You know, it's crystal clear. It's linking back. And so, you know, scholars, theologians talk about Acts 2 as the great reversal of Babylon. Excuse me, of the Tower of Babel. Okay. But it's not that suddenly everybody's going to speak with a unified language. Right. But rather that God speaks to them each in their own language. Wow. So... I mean, come on, y'all. That's like How that's cool got like Jesus that? all over, right? <laughs> yes. So not only again, it's the it's the not it's the fulfillment of the law. It's the, Jesus came and again finished the story. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. the way we see so many times in Scripture, that's so mm-hmm. beautiful. Oh, how cool is that? I just love that. And, me too. And that just made me love Jesus all the more too, right? Because <laughs> yeah. my solution would have been just to snap my fingers. Okay, everybody speak the same language again. Right. Mm-hmm. But God does something even more beautiful, yeah. even more profound. He says, no, 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 no. I'm going to take my spirit, which, by the way, can speak in every language. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell them my story each in their own. I mean, that's... That's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is really cool. 
All right, well, we're, we're, we're in the clouds a lot, yes. which has been really fun, and we love that, but let's bring it back down to earth a little bit, so to speak. Good. Let's come down off the tower. <laughs> oh, uh, well played. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well played. You, you said, uh, Aaron, you mentioned that you do think this story has something for us today. But, so what is that? What, what is it, what's the lesson that we are supposed to learn today in 2021 in North Carolina yeah. or wherever else we are listening? Yeah. And, and to ground it in, in what you said at the end of this your sermon was that you, you, you posed it as the, as the question that the story presents to us is that are we going to build our own towers or are we going to build God's tower in God's kingdom? But, you know, what, who, what, where are our towers? Like, I don't see, I don't see them very clearly <laughs> yeah. um, with physical spaces, but like, what are some of the towers that we build? You alluded to some of them, but I, I, I'm more curious to know, like, how, how do we build our own towers? Mm. Um, what, what decisions do we make that, that contribute to that? That's so good. See, I loved when you asked that question. Um, you know, I think one, uh, I wish we'd had a little more time to get into, you know, if, if this sermon had a weakness, that was its weakness, because I spent so much time trying to lay out the theology. I, I wish we'd had a little more time to unpack mm-hmm. um, some of the some of the application of it. Um, but I, I guess what I would say is I, partly the story is um, symbolic because we we don't all see we don't all build towers in the same way right like mm-hmm. uh any of our listeners who are familiar with the enneagram we talk, we joke about that all the time uh, as a team and <laughs> yeah you know the enneagram is just another tool that points out the myriad of ways that we try to secure for ourselves the things that only god can give us mm-hmm. and uh yeah, you know in some ways it's funny since you said I, I don't really actually build towers and yet you know um a number of our folks might be that maybe at some point they've built a house yeah. on their own in their lifetime or they hired a contractor to build a house. And, mm-hmm. you know, the decisions that go into building my house, like some of those can be noble and good, right? I want to have this kind of space for my kids or I want to have this kind of family culture. I want to be able to host people. But some decisions that can go into my house can be not so good. Like, mm. you know, I want to impress my neighbors, right? <laughs> mm. And so I think just make that room a little bit bigger. That's just right. That's a right. little bit bigger. <laughs> and, and, you know, we, so... Not to say that building a house is a bad thing. It's not. It's a good mm. thing. But it can be that. And so I think mm. um, that's the tricky trickiness of this. It's not always easy to tell when I'm building a tower because it can so easily disguise itself as something good. Mm. That's interesting. I had that uh, image of even our church buildings. Yeah. And as you said that, because, again, you hope and you want people to have the best of intentions but even in our most audacious church buildings mm-hmm. our own pride is, can be wrapped up in that can yeah it? i mean yeah. Abs- absolutely when we see that as yeah. many people of faith fall in in those those t- settings and stuff right um yeah we yeah. you know it's kind of funny you guys have been in some of those we've had a great design team for our church building i mean we're literally building mm-hmm. a church building, 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 right, building right, our tower right, right now yeah, yeah, yeah there we go there we go and you know along the way we had to make some really important decisions yeah. and one of the things mm-hmm. that i was so proud of you guys and the rest of our staff team was when we all sat around we were having to make some important decisions about what was going to get cut and what wasn't and we had a, a really important meeting where we all looked at each other around the table and said you know we at this stage in the life of our church we don't think personal office space is the most important, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I don't mean for us to be all self-congratulatory here, <laughs> though it is the self-referential podcast today. <laughs> yeah. But there's an example of where we were choose, we were trying to choose what was going to be best or, or the yeah. ultimate good. And we decided yeah. to give 
space to other purposes that were more missional. Mm-hmm. Not that office space is bad, but we thought, you know, we're going to be okay for now. And if we need some office space, we can get at it in this other way. Mm-hmm. I think that that's probably how you navigate the tower, the mm-hmm. towers in our lives. It strikes me that uh, Jesus said something similar when he said, "Though um, those who seek to save their own life will end up losing it. Mm-hmm. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Or when he when he calls us to lay down our lives, right? Yeah, he's that's tower talk, right? Mm-hmm. That's he's getting at those things. Am, am I my own? Am I the own? How do I say it? Am I the end of all of my own goals, or or do I exist for something greater than just me? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that got back up into there the clouds, though. Sorry about that. that <laughs> no, probably didn't okay. help. That probably mm-hmm. didn't help Caesar with the application no. question. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Now I have to go self-reflect even more. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's it's really interesting. It's really interesting um, because of, I, I like you said, it is so such a personal thing. You talk mm. to the Enneagram, like everybody has their own way of building their own towers and yeah. everyone's towers looks a little bit different as yeah. well. Um, and, and I guess maybe I, maybe I just assume that that there there is a similar type of tower that we all that we all kind of build in, in the same way that we're while our houses look different there's still a house at the end of the day um yeah. it oh, still yeah, yeah. functions as a house there's still some bedrooms there's those tried and true characteristics of a house and so i guess what if there are if there are tried and true characteristics of the towers of babel what are some of those tried and true characteristics to yeah. where you know, it's not just oh, it's a good thing that went spoiled. But what are some of those those things that maybe are they're they're spoiled rotten from the get go? Yeah, in the same yeah. way that Babel was. Um, well, I might I might suggest to think the three things as as a way of getting at that the three things that the text mentions. So you remember in the text it says they were seeking they wanted a city, mm-hmm. uh, which I equated to kind of a, a belonging or or a people. You know. Uh, and then mm-hmm. they they wanted this tower, this kind of mm-hmm. security, almost military image, like the safety feature. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted a, to make their own name great, which is, mm-hmm. ooh, that's just yeah. pregnant with so much. So I think that those are probably three general areas that we all struggle in okay. some way or another, right? Mm-hmm. To varying degrees. But but we all we all seek in, in one way or another the approval or applause of mm-hmm. people. And when that when that goes south, uh, it, we're, it, we're, we're building mm-hmm. a tower there. Right? That's yeah. a tower. Or, or for example, I, um, you know, I, I mentioned in the sermon the idea of my, my name, uh, you know, making my name great. Mm-hmm. And when I find myself getting easily irritated or agitated or offended, mm-hmm. I think that's, a, maybe, that's, a, that's an indicator that maybe this, there's, there's some tower stuff at work in me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It's tough, you know. Yeah. Well, you, you you teased at it and you kind of glanced over it, but you indicated that this particular detail, uh, which I'll say here in a minute, what it is was kind of a, a first hint that something's not right, and it was the fact that they build the tower with bricks rather yeah, than stones. Yeah, yeah. And the dichotomy you you pointed out was that stones you don't make stones. Right. They are just stones. They exist. They've always been around. But yeah. bricks you you fashion out of mud, water, and you do, and it's something of your own self, which that, that got me thinking, I'm like, huh, like where, where, what are the bricks in my life <laughs> that I'm fashioning for myself and where are the stones 
that only God can fashion yes. that I'm that I'm choosing not to build with. Yes. And so I don't know. Maybe there's something in that. What you were just talking about the pride and self, uh, the name for yourself that's in there. But man, I, that's going to be more reflecting for me as the, the bricks and the stone, stone parallel, which. It's really interesting, but yeah. Well, and the next time bricks show up, again, bricks making bricks is, uh, gets us all the way to Egypt and Pharaoh. So uh, like yeah. bricks without straw. Oh man, we oh, go. there's another hyperlink. Another hyperlink. <laughs> well, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna bring up Tolkien again. Good. Uh, <laughs> it you know, and so at the very base level, the the Tower of Babel story can be this this story about pride, and there's a lot you can see in Tolkien's work about pride. Too, right, mm -hmm. the, the second book in the Lord of the Rings trilogy is called The Two Towers. Ooh, come so, on now, and, and we don't get a How lot. How did I miss that? That's like Nathan. That's, that's what I'm here so for. That's golden. what I'm here for. So, I mean, and so, real quick, deep dive not real quick, deep dive. Is that possible? No, um, <laughs> real quick. The Two uh, the Lord of the Rings is, I mean, Sauron, the big bad of the Lord of the Rings. We don't get a ton of motivation. He's very much an archetypal evil, right? He's yeah. this big, hulking knight evil force, you know, terrible thing, wants to take over the whole world, right? Mm -hmm. um, he, we, so we don't know a lot about him, but what we do know is that he has a massive fortress where he places his fiery lidless eye on top of so he can take inventory of the entire land. That's right. Talk about That's pride, right? right? Yeah, Talk yeah, about yeah. building oneself up and controlling. Yeah. In the same way, a wizard turns from the path of goodness to the path of evil and has constructed his own tower. Yep. The second tower, Sauron, the the white wizard, who's kind of the head of the wizard order, is trying to, uh, under the guise of helping Sauron, basically build his own kingdom mm. uh, and a, a tower to match, which is very much the two towers that you mm -hmm. see in the in the namesake of the second book in the trilogy. Yeah. And what undermines those two hulking kind of monoliths of pride, but the most humble people in the land, in Frodo and Sam. Right, and so I think there's very much an allegory there for the destructive nature of pride in our own lives yeah. and destruct, con constructing things uh, from, a, from a standpoint of control and from, and from just being powerful. And yet the thing that can kind of tear all that down for us is the most humble mm. or, or mm -hmm. just humility, right? Because yeah. Frodo is, comes from the Shire, which is That's a it. simple people. Yeah, mm -hmm. right? and the lowest place. They're the so lowest. low they live underground. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that. Yeah. You can't get any lower or more mm -hmm. humble. Than right. That. And the and I I I, uh, I uh, here's another hyperlink. I'm, I have a YouTube <laughs> channel about board games, yeah. um, and I'm, I'm I'm mentioning Lord of the Rings in the current video I'm working on. But they these the people that are the hero uh, spoilers the heroes of the story are literally looked down on. Yeah. Yeah. Because of their size. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and yet they are the ones that kind of save the day in the end. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I think this story is at the beginning because it sets up the fundamental dilemma that every human being faces. You know, as Caesar pointed out, which tower are you are you going to build, your own or, or God's, as it were, right? Right. And um, I, I I think still by far my favorite chapter. I think I I can say this true, and if I've ever said it's a different chapter, it's. I was lying for convenience in that moment, but <laughs> I, I just love the picture of Jesus in Philippians 2, and it's the picture of God coming down, right? He emptied himself. He humbled himself, taking on the form of a human being. He didn't consider equality with God, right? He's not trying to get up as high into the clouds as God, the tower of Jesus, mm -hmm. um, but he took on the form of a, of a human being. 
And that's that picture of God coming down. And so mm. the story of the gospel most fundamentally is the exact opposite of our inclination to build a tower so that we can build ourselves up high. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's that the pathway to life, the Jesus kind of life, really is the downward pathway. Mm. Da- as uh, Parker Palmer, who's an author that I've ever loved, says, uh, he said, he, how does he say he says, uh, what if downward mobility really is the pathway to the greatest joy? Mm. We talk so much in our culture about upward mobility. Mm-hmm. What, if, what if we're missing it? What if downward yeah. mobility leads oh, us man. to a good place? Cool. Well, I think we could talk another 30 minutes about that, but we'll, we'll end it there. Yeah. I want to thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Tell Us More. And I want to thank Aaron and Caesar for the always stimulating conversation. Thank you guys. We, as you can tell, we're really energized by taking a look at this portion of Scripture and looking at the implications that it has for the entirety of Scripture. We hope you'll come along with us and join us listening to the sermon podcast and, of course, listening to our deeper discussion on them. Uh, but, yeah, thank you guys so much. Oh, uh, Well, and I was going to say, jump in, yeah. join us next week when we dare each other to make it through an entire podcast with no Tolkien reference. Or Star Wars. Or Star Wars. We did no Star Wars this time. Hey, we, we didn't did. do it. Okay. We yeah. didn't. I know. I almost did when you when you mentioned the the pure evil black ah, kind of yeah. caped person. I was like, like Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Snuck it in. Snuck it in. <laughs> Well, will will the heroes be able to go without <laughs> referencing their favorite pop culture? Join us next time and find out. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you then. Goodbye.